Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. Well, you've always seen, as seen on TV, and then you even see that at like Walgreens for products, and you think to yourself, you know, I could have invented that, or I've come up with something I think people would buy, but then you really think about the production aspect, and is it made of plastic or metal, or how do you get it produced, and then there's the whole question about how do you get it out to the public, and it seems different in today's world with the advent of the internet and, you know, people selling things on Facebook book and those ads that pop up on YouTube, and you just don't know how to go about it. Well, we are going to give you some tips today here. My guest is John Yarrington. He's the publisher of Response Magazine. Welcome to the show, John. So first, tell us what's Response Magazine. Good morning, Melanie. Thank you so much. Well, Response Magazine is a publication that caters to the direct response marketing industry. So anytime you see a TV or hear a radio commercial or see an ad online with an 800 number or a toll-free number, a URL, a click here, a call now, a call to action in any general form, most likely that's coming from our camp. And what we're basically doing is creating measurable, trackable, monitorable media that allows marketers and people who own products and services to actually engage and interact with their consumers. What a great, what a great way to get that message out there. So now you... Talk about direct response. People don't know what that means. If if somebody sees those ads on YouTube or they see those things that show up on Facebook along the side rail there, what are those? And how do they get to those? And what do they do for, for the advertiser? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's two types of media, right? There's one that creates awareness, which is a lot of branding. You see Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Nike, Ford Motor Company. And what they're essentially doing is they're trying to build brand awareness and to get you to think about their product. The other type of advertising is a type of advertising known as direct response. And our goal as direct response marketers is not only to have engagement and brand awareness, but to create an activity. So our ads are basically absolutely 100% designed to cause a client, a consumer, a customer to take action. So when they see our ads, they say, I have to have it, need to have it, want to have it going to have it by click call now. Wow. So it really is just attacking this this consumer, or not attacking, that's a bad word. It's attaching to the consumer that feeling of need, of want, of desire, and then making it easy for them to get what it is that they'd like. You're absolutely all you're absolutely right. All marketing is designed to elicit a response, right? Um, if you're going to spend millions upon millions of dollars on media services and production services and creative services, nowadays, boards of directors, uh, those that are investing, equity stakeholders, those investing in organizations, they want to know where these millions of dollars are being allocated and spent. Everybody wants to know how they've been measured and utilized. And because of technology, we've been able to actually do that. We can follow people on social media, we can follow them behind the scenes online, we can look at what they're doing through TV activity, and we should actually know where we're servicing our potential customer base. So don't think of it as so much as, you know, attacking or tracking or or being invasive. Think of it more as servicing an opportunity to individuals that actually may need something that we have to offer and better targeting in on those individuals so that we can 
provide a solution, a service, an opportunity when it's necessary. Okay, so people do see that all over the place. It's seen on TV and they hear the yelling guys. So if they have something that they think is is really something that people will want, what should they do as far as trying to get that product made and out to market? You know, it's a great question, and I come across inventors all the time. And one of the things I think about is an inventor needs to do kind of a self-assessment before they even get started, right? They need to ask themselves, are they in love with their product, or does their product really have a potential opportunity in the marketplace? So I think if you, if you jump right into making a product, you're going to spend an awful lot of money without knowing what you're doing. And I've seen too many people leverage their mortgages, uh, the mortgage on their home, sell their cars, use their children's college uh, funds to kind of chase a dream that they might not know what they're doing or how they're doing it. So I think the first thing to do is do the self-assessment in terms of what your goals would be with the product or service you have, and then do you think it's actually viable? Let's assume that you go through the self-assessment and you go, okay, I've got some money to spend. I have a product that I believe has legs to stand on. Um, it's relatively viable. Now where in the world do I start? How do I even do this? What, what kind of like steps do I take? So I would ask myself, does my product solve a common problem? If the answer to that is yes, okay, that's a really good box to check. Then I'd ask myself, does my product have mass appeal? Because the more people you can service it to, the better chances you are going to have to actually have individuals who want to pay for it. Then you would say, is my product affordable? Um, great. Does my product have good margin? Fantastic. So you go through these like kind of self-assessment checks about my product. And if you get yeses on all of those, then you have to think about what in the world am I going to do to actually build this product and where do I even start? So that's a tricky question. Do you go out and manufacture a bunch of products and then try to buy media? Probably not. What I would do is I would get engaged to groups like ours. I represent a magazine called Response Magazine. I have a trade show called Response Expo and a marketing alliance called the DRMA, which stands for the Direct Direct Response Marketing Alliance. There are lots of professional marketers that are involved in these three categories of products that we have that are constantly looking for very intelligent, very unique, very special inventors who have come up with a product or a service that they want to sell to the public but are in the exact position that you just mentioned. They don't know where to begin. And these individuals know exactly where to begin. They, they have the access and the keys to the castle. And if you like, we can walk through those steps. Yeah, I would love it. Okay. So first and foremost, assuming all the assessment box were ticked, you need to look at how much money you have to spend and can you invest do you have investors or do you have enough money to spend on a campaign without getting someone to license it? If the answer is yes, assuming you have, let's say, a couple million bucks for inventory, a couple million dollars for media, a couple hundred thousand dollars for production, you might be able to go down your own path and say, I've got $5 million to blow. I don't mind, I don't mind losing it. I'm completely risk-free. I'll spend the money myself. That's a different story. That is a very small percentage of individuals who are inventors the lion's share of inventors fall into a category where they actually have to get themselves in a position where they have to license their product. So the first step is you need to go and say, I need to get my patents taken care of because you want to make sure you are protected. Make sure you have your patents down and that nobody can steal your idea. Nobody can come along and take your, your baby and steal it from you. So once you have your patents, the next thing you want to do is make sure you can make a working prototype. You don't have to have an amazing prototype, and you don't even have to be in heavy production. 
if your product is viable and it meets all the steps that we talked about earlier and you think that you can actually run with it, there will be an individual that you're going to license your product to who will actually be much more effective, more efficient, and more cost, 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 will be much smarter with cost to actually manufacture your product in the long run. So what you do is you come to a group like mine or any other group online, the United Inventor Association, Invention Home. There's a bunch of groups out there. And you start looking for a marketing partner, somebody who can license your product from you. Now, licensing fees generally run between 2 and 5%, meaning you as the owner of the product, if somebody t- adopts, buys, or rents your product from you, they'll pay you a fee for every time your unit, a unit sells. But they're going to keep somewhere between 98 and 95% of all revenue driven. So the neat thing about that is if they buy into your product, they're going to handle the manufacturing, which they're going to be far better and more superior than you because they do it every day. They're going to handle the purchasing of media, the planning of media, the, the creative outfit of building. They will help you decide whether you need to be on radio, on TV, online, on mobile, on social. And they will help you build pathways to retail, which is virtually impossible to do in today's environment if you don't have a very successful product and a product that has a skew of products, like a product line. No retailer wants an individual product these days. So all these steps come together in a perfect environment. You find a marketing partner. Maybe you come down to our trade show, Response Expo, April 25 through 27, and you meet a marketing partner in San Diego at our show. And they say, I love your product. It's got everything we think it would work in a, in a commercial environment. We're going to manufacture it for you. We're just going to license you. That frees you up to actually take the capital that you're going to earn from this product to go build your next invention. Wow, what a great explanation and so exciting for people to hear. So tell us a little bit about the expo. What are the vendors like? A wonderful question. So at the show, you if you're going to go alone or if you're going to have a marketing partner that's going to license your product for you, we have every vendor along the way that's going to help you take that product from idea to consumer. So, you know, when you build a product and you go to sell it on TV, let's assume you, have create, you need a creative partner to make your productive, production to either get you on your, your video assets, right, and, or your print assets, right, any way you're going to sell it. And the media partners are going to buy the media at different outlets for your radio, TV, online, mobile, social. And assuming that you get that awareness and engagement factor taken care of and the consumer sees your product and they want to buy it, how do they buy it? You need a payment processor, a merchant processor that can actually transact credit cards because most of these sales will be what they call card not present. You'll need a teleservice agent to take your phone calls, inbound and outbound, and also handle your customer care when your future customers have questions about your product. It could be as simple as, I haven't received my product yet. I received my product and I don't know how to use it. I received my product and I think my product might be broken. So you need a teleservice marketer for that, a partner. You'll need a logistics partner in terms of picking, packing, and shipping because products come in from overseas generally and they come in bulk volume and they have to be broken down into individual single SKUs sent to consumers, or shipped in large bulk to retail. You'll need a delivery system, a UPS, a FedEx, a, you name it, a USPS. You'll need a packaging company, and so on and so forth. So by the time you get done, a single product that runs on TV or on radio, let's say, might have 20 companies that touch it from the time it's an idea to the time it actually gets into a wow. consumer's hand. And wow. all of those players will be at our show. That's very exciting, and that's cool. So how can people find out more about your show and you, John? Well, thank you. Um, We have a website called responseexpo.com. That's responseexpo.com. 
and it'll tell you everything you ever need to know about our show. All inventors are welcome. If you think you have a great, bright idea, you can reach out to myself, John Yarrington, J. Yarrington at questdex.com, Q-U-E-S as in Sam, T as in Tom, E as in Eric, X as in x-ray.com, and I can point you in the right direction if you have questions about the event or if you want to pick up a tabletop and actually showcase your product for a marketer to actually find you. That's great information and, and so well put. Thank you so much. And that website is responsemagazine.com. You can see more about John Yarrington and learn more about the expo. And if you are somebody who's an inventor and you think you've got something special, you can get in touch with John because I know that it's it's a little bit of a confusing, dizzying world, just as so many things we discuss on this show. And that's what we're here for, is to clear them up. Life is way too short to waste time wondering and worrying. Yeah. Someone needs to tell me that. But, you know, it is definitely a place where we can all come together and find out and learn together. And remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. That way you can rate and review and we can all learn together. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.